The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Okay, we are live. Welcome to another Tech Check Plus live stream. We haven't done this in a while, but the occasion was right. We have Jim Kramer himself in the house. We are really putting you to work this week. Well, uh, <laughs> first of all, I'm mortified. My this is in a more informal moment, yes. so I can tell you that my wife is here, and, and all these lovely people, Lisa. Thank you. Anybody who said like, "Oh, we're here with," she would say, uh, "If you even for a moment think you're special." You are just another person who, who, work, who happens to work really hard, of which that's also artifice, because you just want to prove to people that you're a good, hardworking guy. Stop it. So anyway, I'm here. We I'm tried not. to get Lisa on, we should say as well, oh. because she's really the brains here, right? She, when she does TV, uh, it, it's very funny because she'll do it and it'll tend very quickly to go to, you know, let me tell you about my husband. Uh, if football's oh, on, nice. he, he hates me. If this is on, he hates me. He, uh, he doesn't do the dishes. I, I can't, I have to pick up after him. You know, when you have the socks that are all balled up, he doesn't unroll them. That's my husband. I'm like, that, no, I think I'm more than that. That's why. <laughs> well, you guys socks. are very, you guys build each other up. I love it. I love when she comes yeah, to thank one you market for me with you. And being so gracious. Because it means a lot. I've said a lot of great things about oh, you. And I was glad, so glad that she saw you before she left. Well, let me tell you why I wanted to do this. Your last few visits, I said, Jim, come on a, a live stream. You've been so busy. You're interviewing, you know, all the great CEOs here. But the reason is because, we have so many viewers who don't have CNBC all the time, on all the time, on their TVs, but they're constantly going to YouTube. They're watching you, Jim. They're watching a lot of your clips. My brother, he is sort of the epitome of a retail investor. He got in at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. And he watches the start of your show specifically when you do your My sort monologue? of intro, your monologue, every single day without missing it. And Tell him thank you. I felt like we had to give a shout out to our viewers, especially the younger ones that are getting their CNBC through YouTube. And I should also say, we need to enable the chat on this live stream so that they can give us sort of their feedback. And it's more two-way, well, right? When, Which you have been your Gilgan told, I'm sorry to interrupt. When Regina Gilgan, our executive producer, said, listen, I want you to be on this. Uh, we uniquely realized, because I do a, an I, I, online program called uh, the morning meeting at 1020, mm -hmm. that, that if you're younger, you probably consumed, use that old word that we used to use on TV, consume us this way doing what you're doing and we should not ever for a moment be so proud as to think that they should consume us another mm -hmm. way mm -hmm. my two kids uh cut the cord a long time ago now i'm embarrassed by that i work for a great cable company but they don't think about that they yeah. just say dad i found a way to save money i don't make a lot of money <laughs> my youngest is a baker we should yeah. make a ton of money but she knows enough to cut the cord mm -hmm. but she'll watch this absolutely and that's why we do it and right. you found as well this big population that got into the markets over the pandemic, right? right. They I mean, got stimulus. Tell me, and your brother goes, and what does he buy? Okay, so he is, I call him the epitome because he went out, he, he bought, bad. you know what, I'll admit it here, okay? He bought Well, that's right, nobody's watching. Of, I mean, everyone's watching, you don't admit it here. Go ahead, I'm sorry. He bought a lot of Tesla at the beginning and when Tesla was valued much lower. And then he sold it much higher. He did, actually. Yeah, he, he was geez, like, what does he need he us listens for? To Turn us off. <laughs> Okay, well, I got the first question from him. I asked and Nate, by the way, hello. Hey, buddy. Hey, Nate. <laughs> His first question, I think this is really relevant to a lot of 
the traders that have come in and long-term investors who have come into the market. No, but I know. Majority, thank you. And then I look at that Robinhood mix. I say, guys, can Robinhood sustain that? If yeah. you're just all doing options, they'll tell you it's a small group of people doing options. But the, if you look at the mosaic of the business, most of it is coming from options. And that's not obviously investing. But that is maybe the start, right? That's the we start of their the investment way. journey. We wanted to be they the gateway. We wanted to be like Jewel. Yeah. You, we wanted you, to be like Jewel. You don't want it to be like Jewel. To me, who I lived in. When oh, I met Jewel, Jewel, the singer? No, when I met Jewel. Not to tell you I thought you meant I met Jewel, okay? <laughs> and I said, you know, we were in the, we shared the same address. And she's looking at me like, I said, we both lived in our cars. And she was like, when did you live in your car? And I went through mine and we, it was great to talk about the model of my car. And it was just like a great conversation about what I have here with the $18 million homes, except for it was about our cars. To be clear, Jewel, the singer songwriter. Versus the J-U-U-L. Yes, who wrote Tether. So many classics. Right. So, so good. you know, when I just tell you, I'm working with you right now. If this were Favor, my morning <laughs> partner, he would say, you know, Jim, I know that I'm much too linear a thinker. But nobody followed that at all. Let's talk about something else. And I would say, no, but I, I thought that you followed David. And then I, and then I started talking about when he was in Jeopardy because he ran Jeopardy. He was great. Yeah. To try to suck up to him so he likes me again. But he knows my he knows my work. You and David have a great thing going. I've known he, him for years. Yeah. It, it, Off camera, we hate each other. That's not kidding. true. It's not like, true. I actually <laughs> love the guy. It's pathetic. I gave him a hug for Best Friends Day. And he and he was talking about Time, Time Warner Discovery or something. And I'm saying, you know, I really love you. And he goes, Time Warner's cash flow. And I, Dude, stop, I love you. Like, no. Is David a hugger? It's not a hugger, too. Oh, God. <laughs> a hugger? I mean, I have hugged Poison Ivy. And he, and it's nicer than he is. I mean, you, know, you say this out of love. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and channel my David Faber to get us back on track. Oh, uh, we are. Come on, this is. I wait, know. That's I know. It, they but, consume it because we're not flat. It's See, true. On TV today, remember, by the way, really cool media. Yes. Which right. meant I'm cool, you're not. Here, it's the opposite. They're cool, we're not. We say things that they may think are cool, or they go into my mentions column where the CEO of Twitter apologizes. Because apparently Jack Dorsey man, apologized to the, you? No, current CEO. Current, uh, sorry. He, he uh, apologized that uh, I think I'm top five now most hated person really? on Twitter. Yeah. And I've tried so hard to get number one. There's just people ahead of me. I can't. I'll get. You know, it, maybe it's because you take positions, right? You well, attack to. You put, you put yourself out there, especially with the Investing Club, which, yes. by the way, for a younger audience, too, it is such a great product oh, that CNBC you. now thank offers. You. So. Okay, well, but, but you know, like it's let's say I make a mistake. Okay, yeah. like I go to see PayPal and Dan Schulman says, listen, we're at 180, it's not going lower, we're like great. And then it goes to 80. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm hated as if I said it's going to 80. Mm -hmm. I didn't, but I also accept ownership that I believed. So that's okay. I don't mind it. But let's be constructive. If Nate buys Tesla because he hears that Elon Musk says it's going to a thousand. Mm -hmm. And he sell and he holds it to eight hundred, and it doesn't go to thousand, then goes back down to six hundred. It's not Elon's fault. Mm -hmm. Nate chose to believe Elon, yep. and that's the way I view investing: is we all must take responsibility, no matter what. And that's one of the things that the club teaches. Now, flip over to the mentions column. What is their take? Kramer's an idiot with PayPal. He'll ruin everything. Have you heard about all his mistakes? So, uh, and my wife would read these things, and yeah. she'd be appalled. And I just say, you know what? I've been on for almost 18 mm -hmm. years. 
if I were the charlatan that people say, why, why haven't I, the viewers stayed away? And I'd be canned. I mean, this is, we're in a commercial product. Yeah. If we don't do a commercial product, well, we're canned. And I think the answer is, is that I take a solace in the fact that when I get on a bus in Philadelphia with my father and the bus driver bought AMD at five, that I am worthwhile. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to rebut the critics with real life. One of the reasons I love coming out here is I can be in a bar here and there'll be someone who may they be yeah. very complimentary about something I did. And it's it's 10x, mm -hmm. 10 times what a, what a mentioner who's negative is the way I feel about someone who says something good about what I've done. Well, you certainly need thick skin, but it's also yeah. a small, very loud group that actually responds on Twitter. They're looking at one soundbite and then they're not hearing the part where you say where you own up. You say, you know, showman told me this and then he came back and, and did this. So you're only nice. it's it's a difficult time in media. Twitter, we've talked about this problem over and over again on your show, on Tech Check, right. on how the number of critics, the number of bots, um, the kind of abuse that you can get as a media personality. But is this have you seen this elsewhere in your career? You've been doing this for a long time. Is this well, as John bad Stewart as it's ever got me directly? He didn't know my work. Yeah, uh, it was very embarrassing to my kids. Embarrassing to me. It's 2009. I know that it'll always be with me. It was very, very unfair. He said he wouldn't run videos. He ran a video of me where I was inartful, said things that, that I'd like to take back. Uh, it was pointed. It was watched by many people. Uh, he promoted it. And he wanted to destroy me. Hmm. And here's what I did. I got on that night and I said, Stuart really attacked me. And let me show you. And I ran, I happened to have just been on Martha Stewart and she didn't like the way I did my mug. Your mug? I had made a mug with Martha Stewart on her show. And it said, you know, Jim, that's not the way you make mug. I said, and then Stewart attacked me, but I accepted it. I, wait, and a it, coffee mug? No, yes, I had been on John Stewart and Martha Stewart at the same time. <laughs> and it was terrific because I showed a person who was tremendously accomplished attacking me. And then there's another problem, who a person who was a great comedian who attacked me. Now, here was the You take. cannot win. Here's the thing. This is what I did the next day after he mortified me, mm. attacked me, clearly trying to drive me out of business, trying to get me to quit. I got up in the morning. I took a shower. I put my pants on. I put my shirt on. I tied my tie, my shoes on, put my jacket, and went out and went to work. Mm. And that's revenge. Yeah, That's revenge. I went to work. Now, I saw his show the other day. Oh, sorry. I, he's you not on listen to his show. He has he's a podcast like now. I, yes. app, I love Apple. Podcast. But, you know, when you do something like that, it'll always be with me. Mm. And I used to be much more revenge. I used to be a lot more Old Testament right. than I am New Testament. Um, but I will never forget it because it was unfair and it hurt. And the way I say it hurt is because Cece and Emma said, Dad, I feel so bad. Yeah. Everyone knows he made a fool of you. And I say, yeah, he did. But I'm back. Mm -hmm. I'm back and I'll be back for a long time. So, yes, the critics can get to you, but the revenge is just simply going to work. And working hard. That is something that you do better than anyone else in our Thank business. You. Is Thank you. I, you wake up. I'm on the West Coast. I don't so go to I sleep wake up on Tuesdays. That was my mantra for a long time. Now these days, my trainer comes at, at quarter four on Tuesdays. I need some sleep because he says I can't do the, the lifting that I like. How long ago was that, John Stewart? More than 10 years, right? That was in 2009. So yeah. it's 2022. And what I hear from the new investors that have gotten into the market of last year's is they're listening to you. So that's interesting, isn't well, it? What I did, is that there's a whole generation that you're still... I changed up. My nephew, who's been my head writer and only writer since uh, he was in high school, 
and I went over uh, what to say at the beginning of the show. We realized we had to include the word entertain because we are trying to entertain. It's a commercial product. It would not look if I sit there and talk about PEs every night, Deirdre, or if I talked about what I used to teach at Goldman Sachs. Mm. Well, that has a short life. You had to listen to me, at Goldman Sachs, because I could help get you fired. I don't. Have, I can't help get any viewer fired. But I have to be interesting. I have to try to explain yeah. things to people. And if people are critical of that, then don't take the class. You don't have to take the class. There's no gun you don't have to your watch. But do you know what's a shame? Do you know that I used to get an idea for a segment every other day in, in Twitter before Gresham's Law, where the bad drove out the good? I used to go. I used to say, do you, what do you think of people? Should I talk about Bitcoin or should I talk right. about uh, NFT? And then I look at my mentions column. And now it just says, Jim, if you hadn't sodomized the monkey, I would give you an answer. And I find that, no, you shouldn't even use that word. You need to say. you need to sort through all of that. Well, because I my, know I, we should talk. We have producers. One of my producers the is so angry Heather. that I said that, <laughs> and yet I brought it up with I brought it up with Twitter. That's why I said it. I brought it up we, with Twitter. So I'm bringing it up with. In his Twitter. defense, you said he couldn't say the f word. You didn't right. say. But I did. I and, and everything else is on the to, table. I went to my friend Ned Siegel, CFO, and I said, "Listen, my kids can't read this stuff. It's not so, right. Jim, You've I, got to block it." That's that's really too bad because I do think there's so much good feedback on Twitter. It's Thank a shame you. that you have to sort through all of the negative. But but, but here, this is okay. So let me get to a question right, then, no, that I, I think is well, a, talk too much that because what, what <laughs> this is what I want people to see. On yeah, there. and then they'll say, "Do you okay. like her?" And then they'll ask you, "Does you like it? What did you like?" I mean, they want to know us. Yeah. I agree. And this is a great way. The chat is disabled, which I'm upset about because I would like to hear oh, from people who are watching, although for better or for worse. But see, but again, this is a, what I like about this meeting. You weren't afraid to say that. You know, there, when people are on TV and something goes wrong, we all have to pretend yeah. that it doesn't. When we're on this, you know, we just say, God. And I do the videos at 1020. And there, yeah. like, there was a, and my, you couldn't hear my sound the other day. And what was incredible is, that I was trying to get back to investing, but I couldn't because I couldn't talk. Well, speaking of investing, okay, this is the yeah, this is the question that. that I think is really important and who we want to speak to in this kind of forum, right? Going back yeah. to Nate, my brother, his question. Um, you've been through a bunch, which we've talked about. Yeah. Younger retail generations, right now, the NASDAQ is down more than 3%. The Dow is down 740 points. Yeah. This may be their first really, really hard lesson. So from your experience through tough markets in the past, what parallels can you share with sure. the new guys, the new people Absolutely. that got into and, and the market? I apologize for anybody who thought we went too long just having some fun, but I actually do that on the down we can, days. We can do that sometimes. You know, on the up days, you, know, you can just go right to it. On the down days, you have to keep things in perspective. Life is going to go on. These are important issues uh, that there's going to be a moment when it won't be as horrible if you don't have the staying power, then you should sell. Uh, I don't want to torture anyone with stocks. I would tell Nate, look, if you're feeling a huge amount of pain, sell a quarter of what you own. Uh, as a discipline to not end up having to sell all of it if the market keeps going lower. Because the lesson of 2008, the lesson of 2000, the lesson of 87 is if you suitably cannot handle pain, of which many people can, it's better to take some losses so that uh, you don't feel as uh, as strangled by it because it does choke. Is that a psychological you. thing? Absolutely. Now, uh, there was an article written recently about me uh, in ARP. Now, that's a magazine that 60 years from now you're going to have to read. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, they asked me, 
what my personal money was. I usually don't talk about it. But uh, I said, my wife and I are partners in many different things. And my wife is one of these people who uh, cannot take the pain. Mm -hmm. Now, she can take pain in many other aspects of life, but she does not want to be in a position where the market can actually impact her life. So she said, listen, we have to be 50-50, 50% cash, 50% stock. I didn't want to do it uh, because I was going to be 100% because I'm hoping to live as long as possible. But my takeaway to yeah. someone like Nate is that there's Lisa, my wife, who knows I do stocks. And I'd like yeah. to think I know from my work, know a great deal, who says, look, that's great, but I'm not suitable to own 100% stock. What happens if something happens to you? I don't think the asset class is worth what you think. Mm -hmm. I think real estate's worth more. So my advice to people is very contrary to what people think I would say, sell some. Yeah. And if you can't take the pain and it's really bad, sell it all. Maybe it's not for you. I'd like to think it is because it's been historically a great performing asset. But I want people to not do the wrong thing which is to buy where it was mm -hmm. and sell much lower. Better to take a hit on a nice chunk. And if you can't take the pain, take a hit on all. So here's Jim Cramer saying, sell hmm. if you can't handle it. What, how do you figure out when to do that? Is it, like you say, kind of psychological? You need to know yourself how much you can take, how much you can look at the markets being down another 3%. Right. So does it really matter when you do that? Well, let's just divide it between people who do index fund investing and yeah, individual stocks. Uh, index fund is for the long term. And frankly, you have to use big dips to buy because it, you can't make enough money in the bond market to be able to give an inflation to be able to live off of it. So you have to use that to buy. And that's discipline. You can't think, oh, I don't like it. So you have no choice mm -hmm. within, with, with for most of your time. Yeah, as you get older, you can move to cash. But what I'm urging people to do in the club is to do is to what we say high grade. If you're in five different semiconductor stocks, and we were in too many and have too many still for for the chapel stocks because I cling to Nvidia and AMD. Yes. It's a pejorative word, but you know, take a look. Do you own Johnson and Johnson or do you own Airbnb? And I like Brian Chesky. That mm -hmm. means nothing. Um, are you in Procter and Gamble? Are or are you in? DoorDash. I love Tony Shu. Use the product in my old restaurant. But if you own too many of these companies that don't make a lot of money or make no money or all or trade as price to sales, this is the time still, still to sell at least half of these. Because I brought a company public in 2000. Stock opened at 62 and it went to two. Hmm. And anyone who bought it on the way down thinking it represented value is wrong. Now, just so people know, in Confessions of a Street Act in the book, I, I actually said at the time, my stock is not worth this. I was not going to be one of those people who come on air and say, look, let me tell you the, oh, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. There were no chapters. It wasn't hmm. even a prologue. Hmm. There was nothing. So I just say to people, look, uh, maybe you own a stock of a company that isn't a company. Because there were a lot of people who bought, like, I happen to like the guys from Poshmark. But that has nothing to do with stock. It's not a stock. Is Allbirds a stock? Well, Warby so, Parker, that's a stock? No, it's a pair of it's a pair of glasses. That may be all it is. Robinhood may just be an app. That's all it might yes. be. And we're talking individual stocks. Well, but here. Saying, but you know, because that's yes, what we do. Absolutely. We could just do index funds and we have nothing to say. Hi, hey, I'm Kramer. Buy uh, <laughs> S P 
Um, there's always bull markets. So let me ask you that. What, Don't get it. This is what we do. And people who watch CNBC, they're often looking at certain stocks and opportunities. But for example, what would you tell someone who's been in the markets, who's been picking stocks over the last few years with their stimulus checks, and now is looking at the market? Is it safer to go into an index fund? What would you tell your okay. own kids? Oh, here's what I would do. First of all, you probably bought it online. So I want you to imagine that I'm to use a Dostoevsky Dostoevsky situation. Let me be your grand inquisitor. Uh, what does Snowflake do? Okay, did Snowflake make any money? Why do you like Snowflake? And I picked this one because it was very popular in Robinhood. Uh, do you do you know anyone who uses Snowflake? If the answer to all those is I don't know, just sell it right now. It doesn't okay. matter. Just sell. It. You need to put in well, the time because you don't know anything. And if it goes to 50, you won't buy more. You'll know less. Right. So you sell it. You have to sell it. Um, now, now, then the next thing is, did you buy Airbnb because you stayed in Airbnb? Well, okay. And is that the end? Is that all you did? Sell it. Sell it. That's not enough reason. No. Okay. You love your well, iPhone. Not enough reason to buy Apple. No. But if you take a look and see, okay, well, Apple used to sell 16 times earnings. Now it's at 26. Mm -hmm. You see that it's got a service revenue stream. A very good analyst, Katie Huberty, says that may slow. Now, if all that's too tough for you, again, you have to sell. It's, I'm not asking you to be in the NBA. I, I, you don't have to be LeBron. Right. I am saying that you have to, like the great Allen uh, Iverson, you have to uh, you have to practice. So if stock trading is not your full time job, right. you have another job, and the economy is reopening, and you're getting called back into the office, should you be trading individual stocks? If you don't have the time to read Katie Huberty's uh, no. Fabulous question. The answer is, uh, my life is devoted to like this. I picked my show to do my show, and I wrote the show and came up with the concept for simple reason. I know you're going to want to buy a stock. I can tell you, like the great graybeards. And like, like Warren Buffett, who I think is incredibly condescending, that you don't have any right to own a stock. But I know that's not what you're going to mm -hmm. do. You're going to want to own a mm -hmm. stock. Maybe you're going to want to own five stocks. I will help you. I created the investing club. You should pick yeah. one of the 29 stocks that we like. We'll give you the homework. We'll do everything you need. Yeah. And we'll do it one stop. But if you even that is too boring for you, then forget it. You package it in a way that someone can look at it and say, edible. Okay, I can I can do this or not. It's edible. Not not edibles. I'm in California, I'm conscious of that. But edible. <laughs> I want how much time? I don't see anyone wrapping us up. So I'm gonna keep going. Okay. Oh, and yeah. Oh, they're telling us we gotta wrap. You know, when they do this, what does that mean? They wanna go, they wanna go. I have a sale, you know, I happen to have I, I have a 24 foot. Uh, Boston Whaler, and when I when my wife does this, that means take the take the line. It's off. only Is that when the, I asked I take the that line you off? did this. It was only so. No, this very funny because I did bring my crew. <laughs> I, I before you start, start I'm going to say, I think you're fabulous. I remember I <laughs> saw you, one of the interviews you did with Sarah Fryer. She was still at Square, and it ran in the middle of the night. But I had to be standing right there and watching. And I said, "Who the hell is this?" She just <laughs> handled Sarah Fryer, a complete idol of mine. Uh, by the way, great. Northern Ireland and my wife is an Irish citizen, so look out. But the job you do, I'm not just saying this. These guys know it. You came into our office. We take over office. And you came in, and you wanted to know how to do it better. And then I went to listen to you, and I wanted to know how to do it better. I happened to have been on a panel with you this week interviewing a CFO, and you interviewed someone. I said, I don't know if it's going to be any good. And I was wrapped. I took notes, went after, and just said, you know, you just – you are at top of game at a very young age. You are, you're, I applaud you. You are for too what you're kind. Doing. You're making me blush now, Jim. This is you not. Deserve, we're getting the Jim Cramer vibes. You're real no, no. good. Okay, you're real good. <laughs>
You've, okay, no, no, we can't spend our time there. Last one, do you need to understand crypto in the way that you just said that you needed to understand those companies no, to buy it? No, you That's need crypto exception. as an asset class. It's okay. like gold. I okay. have like gold. I often I've wonder never, that. I've never used it other than to on my wife's birthday. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.